0: Hello everyone, my name is Vigram Shetty. I'm a director at 73 Bit Limited. I have around 15 years of experience making software systems. We at 73 Bit help our clients to do corporate sustainability benchmarking or assessment using our online web application. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Sustainability Scorecard Stories. Today we have Jeff with us. Jeff is a CEO and a co-founder of Future Fit Foundation, a UK based charity whose goal is to translate system science into a free tool to help companies and investors make better decisions in pursuit of a flourishing future. He has an experience in consulting on sustainability to the global companies. His expertise is in designing, building, and marketing high-tech software. Welcome to the show, Jeff.
1: Thank you very much, Vikram. Great to be here.
0: So my first question to you is, how will you explain your job to a teenager?
1: I've actually had to do this before because I have a teenage daughter. Um, and um, although I, I will tell you a funny story, when she was four, um, she looked up from playing with her Lego and said, Daddy, what do you do? And and I tried to explain, like, you know, without freaking her out, like, you know, that there were certain things wrong with the world and, and you know, that we had to kind of clear up the mess and so on um and and she was just playing with her leg and i thought she wasn't even paying attention and then about two minutes after i'd finished speaking she said so you're like wally as in the pixar movie <laughs> and i thought wow what a compliment <laughs> so that was the four-year-old explanation and um, for teenagers though and what i would say to her today um I think any teenager um, who pays attention to the news knows that we've got some big problems that we need to address. Things like the climate crisis, uh, water scarcity, ocean plastics, uh, increasing poverty, and so forth. Um, And no one organisation can solve these things, but every organisation needs to play their part. Now, we've known for decades, um, the scientists have known what we need to do differently how society needs to operate as a whole to protect the possibility that humans and other life can flourish on Earth forever. Um, And there's been all sorts of work done. uh, You may have come across around planetary boundaries, for example, to understand what we need to do and not do. Um, What my job is, is taking all of that good science and boiling it down into something that the average business person can understand and react to and to give them a clear destination to aim for and a way to to steer towards that destination.
0: So what is the one story that you would like to share about your work on Future Fit Business benchmark?
1: I think, yeah, I was pondering this before the, before the session. Um, with so many stories, but I think the one that um, has been most insightful is how people's perceptions of our work have changed. So when we had the idea of Future Fit, and we went around talking to people about it, trying to attract funding and so forth. Almost everyone we spoke to said it's a great idea, but you will never make it work. Um, and the reason is that people thought we were trying to boil the ocean. There was just too much. If you look at all these issues together, how on earth can you distill it down into something that's that's useful without losing all that nuance? Um, and so we we started talking to experts across all sorts of different fields, whether it's climate change, water use, paying a living wage. And every time we talked to an expert and said, can you help us distill your guidance down into just a few pages? Mm-hmm. They said, well, it's not possible, right? We've, we've got a 300-page document on what it means to pay a living wage. Wow. Or we've got 200 pages on how to set science-based targets for climate and and you think yeah but we need something you know no one has the time to go through all those for all the different issues right so we, said, so we need something and they said can't be done right okay. and that happened repeatedly so so instead what we did is we took their guidance and we went away and we came up with a summary right and then we put it back in front of them and then of course they couldn't resist helping us improve it Right. Uh-huh. and so what we ended up with is something that they they thought was tolerably complete, but in maybe a tenth of the size right. of what they'd originally had. And what I learned from that is people find it really hard to uh, react to a blank piece of paper, mm. to say, okay, you, you can do anything you want, um, let's let's work together on this, and l- right. let's come up with something. And that, that can be paralyzing. If you can instead give people something to react to, then they rush to improve it so <laughs> that that would be hopefully something others can learn from because it took me several years to realize that
0: great so what are the challenges that you came up when you came up with the break-even goals, which is a part of the
1: Future fish Benchmark. Yeah, so so for the benefit of your audience, so, so the benchmark sets out the line in the sand that any organisation has to reach to ensure they're being truly sustainable. Uh, but what we've done is we've broken that down into a series of what we call break-even goals, 23 of them, each one expressed as a single sentence. So for example, employees are paid a living wage, or operations emit no greenhouse gases, or products do not harm people or the environment. Okay, so each one you can understand at that top level as a simple sentence, but of course, underneath that, the devil is in the detail and there's lots of guidance on how to do it. But the the challenges in coming up with those, I think what it boiled down to um, was all the science was there, all the hard work had been done, but just translating it into a form that was understandable by business, but also with sufficient detail underneath the surface that they could do something meaningful about it. So getting that balance between, you know, the crazily detailed amount of, of science and guidance around that, but then turning it into something that people thought, yeah, I, I can cope with this, they weren't put off by it. That that was the challenge and that we were lucky enough because we set up as a charity and, and decided to create the benchmark as a public good. We were lucky enough to attract a lot of um, input from experts across the world who gave their time freely to contribute to this public good. Um, otherwise, we, we wouldn't have been able to do that.
0: God. So how do you measure impact year on year when the metrics of measurement keeps changing?
1: Yeah, okay, it's a very good question. And I think the challenge is that um, often companies measure themselves relative to current best practice within their industry. So um, they'll, they'll see whether they're better or worse than their peers and so on. And the trouble with that, of course, is that best practice keeps changing. So it, it feels like you're always playing catch up and you never know where you're going. So with the Future Fit Business Benchmark, what we've done is said, no, here is the destination. Here's what science says we all need to ultimately reach. But it might be a long way away, but it's not gonna move. then we've said here are a set of indicators that allow you to measure progress toward that destination so for example renewable energy what's the percentage of the energy that you use as an organization that is from renewable sources right obviously ultimately you need 100 percent likewise how what percentage is a paid a living issue right and you can you can take that same approach to saying it's it's a percentage score towards the destination for every metric. Some are more complex than others, but we've we've managed to figure out a way to do it for every indicator. So it really does give people a sense for where are they furthest from where they need to be and where are they closest.
0: Got it, got it. And this particular question is from one of our previous guests. So how do you know if your benchmark effort is successful in terms of attribution?
1: yeah that attribution is always the the big problem right um i think that it's it's very hard to know the degree of impact we have um quite often one of the frustrating things with the benchmark is that um, it actually explains a lot to companies what they shouldn't do right Uh, so i've heard anecdotally if i've if i've gone and spoken at a conference for example often people will come up to me afterwards and say oh this thank you for the work this has been really helpful in us convincing our CEO that we shouldn't do this right of course but they're never going to come out publicly and say we decided not to use this particular single-use plastic or something like that right um so quite often it's hard to see where we've had an effect because unless people come up to you and say that you're you're just not gonna hear um anecdotally I think It's. We hear from a range of people that this is having an impact on their own work. We have there's around a dozen business schools around the world who teach Future Fit as part of their curriculum. Um, So, so I think you know, we we are at least getting people's attention. Right. Whether that's going to have a meaningful impact on the direction of our economy and how much of an impact that is, who knows? Um, I guess we will ultimately know. I I don't really care whether we are known as having contributed to the solution. The important thing is we get to a regenerative economy. Right. If if we only change one or two minds on that journey, then you know that's something. Hopefully, it's more than that. But the important thing is getting there. Yeah.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. And what is the one question that you think uh, that I haven't asked you, and so that I can ask the next guest?
1: You know what? I think it's um, what gives you hope that, despite all the challenges we face, we can still find our way out of this and through to a, a much more environmentally restorative, socially just, and economically inclusive future. Wow! And I'm happy to answer that if you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> you
0: like. You want to give a shot?
1: Yeah. So um last year i read a, a report it's, it's it's almost a book it's quite long uh, but it's downloadable um from an organization called RethinkX. so you can go and find it RethinkX or one word.com um, and they wrote a pdf book called rethinking humanity and and it's about it's looking back at how civilizations have collapsed over human history and how we are the first generation to see our own collapse coming and to be able to do something about it because of the technological breakthroughs we're on the cusp of, whether it's around renewable energy, whether it's around things like lab-grown proteins, um, altering the genome, all these things. And, And it's really uplifting that actually they put a very compelling case that we could solve all of our big challenges within 10 to 15 years with the right investment and attention. Wow. It's a fundamentally different story because most of what you hear in this space is we need to kind of slowly incrementally change the current system. All right. And this is about no, we can actually build a new system even while the current one is winding down. So anyone who wants hope and and to to feel that yeah, there is there is some way through this and even find their own their own role in how to deliver that. I would recommend you go and read that. So rethink next talk.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Jeff. It was really nice talking to you.
1: You're welcome, Vikram. Likewise. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much for listening to Sustainability Scorecard Stories. I ask these five questions to help you spread the message of your sustainability benchmarking and assessment. If you would like to be a guest in our podcast, please email me to vikram at the rate 73bit.com. See you next time. Bye-bye.